0: Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at realtoremails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode, guys. So excited to have you with me and so excited to have my friend, Gina Tellerico with us. So I first connected with Gina recently. So she was on my amazing friend, Matt Peet's podcast talking about social media marketing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I need to talk to her. And we messaged, you know, emailed back a few months ago. It just it never worked out. But I was able to speak to her and so excited to have her on this podcast episode to talk to you guys about social media. Gina lives in British Columbia, Canada. She's been working online since 2018. She teaches people how to leverage social media as a free advertising platform for their business. And her goal is to get you comfortable promoting what you offer and recycling your content using multiple platforms so that you can appear in front of more people and effortlessly as possible. Gina, welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: You are welcome. There are so many things to talk about with social media Um, and, you know, you lost your Instagram account, so we'll jump into that at some point. But just kind of tell us about your business, how you got into helping people with social media and what, what gets you excited about social media.
1: Yeah. So, well, classic millennial, I'm a millennial. So grew up <laughs> with the phone in my hand, grew up, you know, with, I remember the first time I ever had Facebook. I don't think I had my space. I might've briefly, but I don't remember it. Um, but you know, the, the digital age is where I have adapted and that's where I've lived. So that's just what you, you know, right. And I was just helping a friend of mine. She was in multi-level marketing and she thought, you know what, like I'm sick of hosting parties. Like I don't want to do that stuff anymore. And, And so then I helped her and she was my mother's age. So I guess my friend, but my mother's age, she just said, I know nothing about social media and I need help. And so then I just set her up Mm -hmm. on social and then she started making sales. After that, I realized I said, you know what? This is a huge business opportunity. Obviously at the time, this was in 2018, businesses were on social, but there was not a lot of training or help for people who didn't grow up with a phone in their hand for one or for two, don't use social as a consumer. And so me, being on there the whole time, it was easy for me to set them up. And then, of course, as I grow and evolved in my business, obviously realizing that there was a business there, I was able to help them then step into the strategy part of things instead of just setting people's businesses up on
0: social. Right. So,
1: yeah, that's yeah. roughly where I started. It was a little bit rockier than that. But <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> right. I, I had uh, I had Jesse Cole on my show once and he I don't know if you know him, but he owns the Savannah Bananas. So been interviewed ESPN USA Today. All these different things. And I said, So tell me how you did it. And he was like, Yes, the uh, overnight success that took 12 years. And so I think all of our businesses are sort of like, people see the success when we have success. They don't see like all the grunt work that went into it. So I love what you're building. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, and I find that I do that even to myself. Like I'm like, Oh man, like this, like I'm so lucky. Like this is awesome. Like how did I stumble into doing something like this? And I was like, no, you like cried every day for like a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was like, yeah. this was hard. Like, it's it's almost like those are the things that you don't remember, you know, like I um I went through a horrible breakup and I was back in the basement of my parents house. And that was when uh, that was in 2019. I was right when my business was really, really taking off. Yeah. And uh, and of course right before covid and I remember I slept in a lazy boy chair I slept for 2 to 4 hours and then I would just sit back up and keep working I slept with my laptop on my lap and yeah. I slept in a lazy boy I mean not the healthiest portion of my life let me tell you that but <laughs> right. you know I, I it's almost like you forget the things the sacrifices that you make and the things that you do to get you where you are especially hindsight's always easier right yeah. you've made it but in it, you don't forget. And then when it's when it's done and when it's over, those hard things are definitely what made you, right?
0: Yep, for sure. So you said a couple different things that I, you know, not love. I don't love the breakup piece. But, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) you you know, you kind of right as your business got going was COVID-19, right? So we had (laughs) a pandemic for two years. How did that impact your business, Um, either negatively or positively? And how did you use COVID I mean as terrible as it was right and even here in the US and there in Canada people have been you know quarantined for a couple years but how did you kind of use that even was it did you teach people like hey this is why you need to build your social media brand to grow your business rather than like in-person sales
1: yeah yeah exactly and then yeah you know I started, I did a, like I did a sale on a few of my packages and then I taught workshops over zoom. So it was yeah. like, I would get, I'd say, you know, this time, this is the entry fee, like here's the sales page or whatever. And then whoever showed up, showed up and you paid when you showed up. So, I mean, you got a lot of people not showing up, but it was an unpredictable time, but that was like a, like social media 101. And then I did that like once, I don't know, it was probably every three months. I didn't do it too often. I still had my retainer clients and stuff like that yeah. at that time. I realized that there's just such a huge gap there and there still is. Even when I started, you know, when you get involved or so submersed into mm-hmm. the, the online world, you think, Oh, well, everybody's business is online. And then you really realize that there's a lot of like bricks and mortar businesses or like hair or nail salons. You, they, they can, realtors was a big one. And MLMs was a, a big group that I yep. worked with. You should be on social. Like you might not be your primary source of lead generation, but it's still like people like know and trust you. If you're at top of sight, top of mind, when the next time they want to go buy a house in that area, they're like, oh yeah, you posted something cool the other day. I'm going to go to I'm going to message him. Like how yeah. easy is that? Like, it's, it's,
0: it's, well, it, and it's so funny. Right before I got on with you, you know, people have been following like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. And like, someone posted in a real estate group, like, it, basically this long, like, back, this joke, like, back and forth with them after the verdict. And Johnny basically gets to the end and says, like, Amber, I'm never going to speak to you again. But if you need a realtor to help you sell your home, call John Shookman. Or like, yeah. you, you insert, and I shared that. Now, it's not promoting a house. But I think part of that, too, and I I want to jump into Reels here in a second. I love this conversation. Mm -hmm. But part of that is, like, just have fun. Just be interactive. Like, more people have liked that post in an hour since we got together. Like, I'm looking at it and there's more, like, than I sold a house. And so I think it's almost like invite your personality into what you're doing. I like to have fun, I like to make a joke so when, like I'm laughing now. So when I saw that I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I have to share this." And so I think good. that makes you relatable.
1: And it goes viral. That is the kind of content that will go yeah. viral. Your 101 real estate tips are not going to go viral. Sorry. But you know, what's going to bring people to your page and then what's going to make them stay are two different strategies, believe it or not. And it's not all about going viral. I think if you share things that you like and that align with you and your brand and your personality, you will find or people who think like you do, will they will be just naturally attracted to you. There's really no work involved other than, of course, the content creation. So you have something to share.
0: Oh, my goodness. You know what makes them come and stay is a a huge piece. I feel like there's twenty seven thousand directions we could go. So what (laughs) you know, since I've been following your stuff, I have loved your reels. They're hilarious. They're funny. And I think it goes back to that, like creating content that just gets people in. I know as like in my business, social media is a huge piece. And so when I talk to realtors and try to help them, social media is a huge piece of that. And some of them just like put up all the stops, like they will not, cannot, whatever. What would you say to realtors out there that are like, nope, I am never willing to touch reels. It's just not going to happen.
1: That's your choice, but I feel like you're making a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, sure. So so, like it, so go a little you know, deeper. Like, like
0: what would yeah. why why should they like be more open-minded about it? I guess is a better right. question.
1: New is always scary. I totally oh, understand. I love that. that. I was afraid of reels too. New is scary. My first five reels are horrible. My first five podcasts were horrible. Yeah. Like, it's you're learning, and who cares? Like it, if people are going to be like, wow, your first reel sucks, I'd be like, you don't have any. So who are you to judge me? (laughs) Right. Like it's, it's one of those things where people are going to judge you either way. I think like immediately right off the top of my head, I think when, when you're selling a house, I would start like, if you don't want to show your face, totally understandable. You don't need to do that either. You're going to run out of content ideas sooner, but you don't have to do it when you're doing a walkthrough of a house that you're selling highlight a really unique feature. All you have to do is, Hey, do you have a built-in bookcase? Hey, do your, does your house have a slide? Like, I don't know, whatever. Right. You know, like most people don't realize this house here has five linen closets. How convenient is that for you? It's your (laughs) voice in the background, but you're looking at the cameras, looking at the linen closet. People will engage with that. People are like, Oh, I never thought about it. Right. It's only, it's your voice in the background. So it's still personal. It's still growing your brand because it's you but then you're not having to lip sync if you feel awkward doing that or dance like i'm not dancing like yeah. heck no i'm not doing that <laughs> like that is that right. is uh, outside of my wheelhouse however there's so many other ways that you can spin content that you just have to think outside the box a little bit
0: well so much of this is like such good stuff think outside the box a little bit thank you that's great tell us more you had a pretty big following on instagram lost it and some people would say screw it i'm never going back i'm not doing this like i i haven't told you this but actually there was a thing on april 1st where like people lost their facebook accounts and it was like people were like oh my gosh is this like a horrible april fool's joke so i spent three hours that morning like what did i do to get banned and and you know you couldn't appeal it 3500 connections on facebook it turned out to be a glitch my account came back But I literally in that moment was like, fine, Facebook shut me down and I'll build it back even better. And I think that's a perspective. Some people would be like, nope, this is why I'm not going to do it. So tell us more about how you lost your account, what happened and why you didn't say like, oh, forget this. I'm I'm getting off social media. I'm I'm staying off Instagram. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so. Instagram has always been my number one lead generator. Um, definitely a big lesson I learned right off the bat is I I didn't have all my eggs in one basket. Like I have a website, I have a Facebook group. I'm obviously on Facebook. You know, I have like other platforms, just none of them that converted for me. So yep. I was getting like 80% of my leads through Instagram and then the rest of it was word of mouth. And most of them are probably following me on Instagram anyways. So my count was around fifty three or fifty four hundred people. So nothing astronomical, but I took my time and I grew it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hacked into my email, like through my website. And oh. changed my passwords on me, so I didn't click anything. I didn't like. It, well, I have. I had no idea how it happened. However, other than I did cheap out when I made my website myself when I first started, so it just wasn't secure. So since then, I've I've rebuilt that, anyways. So won't that won't happen again? But mm-hmm. um, so big lesson learned. I think um, I was in a bit of a. Oh, now looking back on it, I mean, I had like about a month where I panicked. I totally panicked for an entire month. Mm-hmm. I thought you know what? I don't have the time to do this anymore. Like every excuse under the sun came to my mind. You know, I'm not heartbroken in my parents' basement anymore. I can't rebuild this. Right. I'm in a happy, healthy relationship and yeah. we're going camping every weekend. We have two dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I still work because I really enjoy what I do. So social is my side hustle, but you know, I was like, I don't have time to do that anymore. Like, I don't like, when am I going to find the time? When am I going to do this? And I'm like, okay. The other thing that I had to keep into consideration was that I, for the last three or whatever years that I started doing really well, I learned a lot. So I'm like, well, I should be able to grow it in half the amount of time or half the amount of hours because of all of the things that I've learned as I was growing the first time. So I took about one more month off after I stopped freaking out. I took about another month off. I just decided, you know what? I wanted to pivot my business anyways. I was doing a lot of one-on-ones and I had retainer clients and it just wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. It was a lot of my time, a lot of my effort. And without tripling my prices, I was like, you know, I don't want to do that either. So I found another, uh, now I'm doing more passive things. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm releasing next. But I thought, you know what? This is a great opportunity for me to just sort of rein, not reinvent my business because I'm doing the same thing, but I'll be offering something different. And then now with the power of reels, like, well, I'll be, I'll, I'll be back there in, in no time. So beginning of June is now when I started posting consistently again, I recycled a bunch of my old content. So there was mm-hmm. still something for people to look at there. Um, so I think I only have about 200 followers now, but maybe we'll chat in a year and we'll see where I'm at then.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. Man.
1: Consistently growing.
0: And you've built something where, like, you have people right when you build something and and people like your content or whatever, like if I lost my podcast or whatever, there's people that listen consistently. That would be like, oh, no, what happened? Let me go find him and they'll find the new show. Yeah. Yep. And people that exactly what happened. And when people know, (laughs) like and trust you, built a relationship with them already or they'll find your email and say, what happened? How do I follow your content? They'll find a way. Yeah. So you you just talked about what platform converts and you say Instagram does for you. Realtors that are listening to this show, what's a good way for them to maybe they're not even on social at all. And so they're trying to just take one next step and maybe start social, get a Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. How can they say like, okay, I'm going to try this for a few months. How do they find like. What's the best way to really find what platform would convert for them? Because as it's so mm-hmm. funny, as you say that Facebook is my biggest thing, not Instagram. But how does mm-hmm. a realtor that doesn't do this already determine that?
1: I always say start with the platform that you use the most as a consumer. Yeah. So whatever, if you're on TikTok 99% of your day, start on TikTok. Yeah. You know the platform. You're not learning a platform as well as trying to create content. And every single platform will convert for you if you're willing to put in the time and energy to do it, Um, because it takes time to build up that loyal following and people to realize that you're not going to like scam them. You're a real person and you're entertaining sometimes, but you also need to make money sometimes. Right. So, you you know, you have to live. So with that being said, I mean, it's as simple as that. I would pick one of like like I, I wouldn't prioritize LinkedIn. Like like, just for example, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I I have had people reach out to me on LinkedIn before, but I'm recycling all of my content from Instagram and just throwing it on LinkedIn. I'm not focusing on growing the platform, but I would say, Yeah. yeah, Facebook or Instagram, both of those platforms, you can have a lot of the same content. Like you can just reuse cookie cutter copy and paste posts on both platforms and reach more people that way. Um but just obviously focusing on one. But yeah, I guess the short answer to that would be whatever platform you're on most personally. If you don't use social media at all, I would say what social media do you have and start there. So like <laughs> most people are on Facebook. So MySpace, we talked
0: media. about MySpace.
1: My yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start on my space. Maybe not, but hey, <laughs> you never know. Maybe it's that's an untapped market that I know nothing about.
0: That's really cool. So yeah, a, a lot of this is so good if someone out there is like, okay, and again, I see this all the time. They don't even post at all. I'll sometimes be helping people and they'll say, okay, well, you know, I want to start doing it. If you were to tell someone, you know, someone's saying to you, okay, I don't want to get overwhelmed by social media, but I want to try it. I want to learn. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I hear start where you're comfortable. So what you're already using, either as a consumer or already for your business. And then if someone says to you, like, okay, well, how many times do I have to post to start bringing success? Is it just more or like, what's that answer?
1: Yeah, so the platform. So uh, TikTok, Instagram and Facebook all um, reward consistency. If it's only realistic for you to post once a week, consistently post once a week, consistently post seven times a week. It doesn't matter once every two weeks. You just need to make a commitment to yourself and your business to what that consistency looks like for you. There is absolutely no magic number. If anybody tries to tell you that there's a magic number, they're lying. Like for me, my sweet spot is three to four a week. Okay. I've tried seven a week and my engagement went down. I've tried two Mm. a week. So like m- normally mine's 3 to 4 per week. Mo- some of them are like a fun reel so it's something that's not necessarily promoting my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but three for sure informational posts. And honestly like if it's two then it's two. Like I'll do uh, last year I did 3 and then 2 and then 3 and then 2. So if you look at a month, so it'd be 3 the first week, 2 the next week, 3, then 2. And that worked really really well. I'm trying out new strategies now as I'm regrowing my account. Um, mm-hmm. But as long as consistently the platform knows what to expect from you, they will reward you for it. Like consistency on the platforms is going to be, it's going to be your friend. I know like I've watched a few TikToks, even just like yeah. earlier this morning. And I was like, you need to post two TikToks a day. I'm like, who has time to do that? Like, I don't, I have a yeah. life. Like I'm not going <laughs> to sit around and just make TikToks all day. Like, sorry. Yeah. It's not realistic uh- for me.
0: So if someone, you know, someone's trying to do this, would you suggest like, I mean, I know sometimes people I see TikTok, I don't do it. I'm good at social media, but I don't do this. But people are like, oh, use this trending audio. Does it help? Does it really work on TikTok and Reels to do it?
1: It can. Yeah. If you take a video of your dog running and just use a trending sound and your business has nothing to do with dogs. Well, of course it's not going to take off. Yeah. You're confusing the algorithm. Interesting. Um, so I personally think like we have such short attention spans anyways. Like, so for example, on TikTok or reels, I do this with reels. This is one of the strategies that I use. I sit there And I turn my phone away from me and I just scroll or I close my eyes or whatever. And I just listen to the audio. I am not watching it at all. Then when I get a content idea pop into my mind based on the audio, I'll save that audio.
0: That's amazing. I
1: I find that I will get, I get more like content blocked if I'm watching what other creators are doing, because then I feel like a plagiarist or I feel like, oh, I'm just copying them because That's my niche. And I could recreate this reel if I want to. However, I don't want to be plagiarizing that's there. If I really like it, I should be sharing their content and creating my own. And so I base it all on the audio and then I create the reel and or like I'll take my boyfriend's phone and and I'll scroll through his and I'll see, okay, maybe I can recreate. He watches like a lot of like um, mountain biking stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if there's like a funny trending theme for them, then I put a social media spin on it. When Mm -hmm. I'm scrolling through my reels, all of it is pretty much social media based because that's what my niche is, right? So I find I get very content blocked and I feel like I'm running out of ideas. That's because I don't want to copy anybody, but I'm consuming too much content instead of letting myself create it. So even creating like an additional account for a hobby of yours, you don't have to post on there, but just using that platform and liking something like dogs. For me, for example, we've got two dogs and then putting social media spin on trending things that are happening with dogs or whatever, right?
0: Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I That's a great idea. And it almost is sort of like a Russian roulette. Like if you're out there as a realtor doing social media and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go and pick a sound. Okay, well then now you got to go figure out and I love what you're saying. Like, come up with an idea based on that sound. And I think the way you're talking about it makes it less stressful. I love helping realtors and people. Like, okay, how do we take the stress off of what you're doing? Hey, okay, then just pick a sound, pick a random sound, and just show yeah. show off a highlight of the house. I, I love that you said that. So yeah, or even a if you're scrolling
1: stuff. through, like, scroll through five or six or seven sounds. If nothing comes to your he- your head about something that you could create content for, then you're like, you are the expert. Like, you are the expert in what it is that you are doing. So, and like that goes for everybody, but obviously, we're talking to realtors here. So, using this as an example, like, somebody's going to buy from you because of who you are not because of what you do, because they could Google realtors in my area and there's a thousand of them, right? Like they're buying from you for a specific reason and putting, putting your spin on things and you are the expert in what you do. So if you're listening to an audio and you come up with a content idea, you have to realize that you have so much to offer. Like I had no idea what I was doing when I bought my first one. Like I was like, can you just do it for me? Like I'm afraid. And I'm like, I have to go to an expert for this because I can't do this on my own and I don't want to and it stresses me out and I don't want to do it and I'm done. And I'm sure that's how some people think about social media. So, you know, the roles can be reversed here too. Um, At the same time, it's you, you have so much knowledge and it's maybe doesn't seem like, you know, as much because you do it every day, but like the simplest things, like a digital door keypad for your front door. Talk about Mm -hmm. that in a reel. Like- in, this that's not going to help you sell a house but you could get some engagement and then the people are coming to your page and then we'll get them to stay on your page but we can talk about that after
0: yeah and people do business with people that they know like and trust Absolutely. I, I love this i can't even take notes fast enough you have so much knowledge who talk too no, fast who, too though. no 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 it's so good um <laughs> Yeah. So jump into that since you mentioned it, and then we'll mm. kind of close out our time. So you just mentioned, hey, getting people to stay on your page.
1: Yeah. So, so- how do you
0: produce content that makes people want to stick around?
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to use realtors as a specific example. So this, there's going to be some actual tangible takeaways here. So what's going to get somebody to your page? Um, because most realtors, correct me if I'm wrong, are location dependent. Bingo. Like, I don't know if you... you could go sell houses somewhere else. Maybe you could, but you probably have to move there, right? Like you can. I
0: mean, I will tell you, and my audience kind of knows, or do they know? Well, they know now me and my wife a couple weeks ago spent, I was in, in Orlando for a podcast conference. My wife joined me, my in-laws watched the two, the two kiddos, mm-hmm. and we are planning and people in like my mastermind group that Matt Pete's in, many of them spend one month every winter in Florida. So we're going, I think, February or March is coming year to Florida. And I'm like, well, babe, and I was kind of like, man, I could get licensed in Florida and then spend six months in Florida, six months in Pennsylvania. It's not going to happen right now, so don't worry, everybody. But yeah, you are pretty location specific. A month is about as far as I can go. And it's like I hand stuff off to my team before people are like, OK, well, I don't want to work with you if you're gone for seven weeks. Right. Anyway, so let's just are- say
1: for For general sake, you're very location-dependent. Yep. So right away, highlight your city, highlight things to do, take videos of things to do in your city, and then utilize hashtags for location specific and then if like let's just say it's a water park or like um water slides or something like that um or ski hills or whatever it is and and it's bonus points if it's something that you like to do too because you're going to be more excited to go there and create content like if you hate screaming children like don't go to the water slides, you know (laughs) yeah right like don't do that just to create content like if you like to go and like walk around the lake or go and find new coffee shops like utilize the things that you already like to do but that are location. In specific, because that's important to you in your business, then that'll drive people to your page. So that's more of like the viral content, the viral marketing, the, those things that the, the videos that'll probably pop off a little bit more, a little bit more fun. Um, and then when they come to your page, they're going to be like, Oh, they know so much about this because they're a realtor. That makes so much sense, right? They yeah. get related, but it's not like, look at this house look at this house. This is a house I'm selling. Give me your money and buy this house. Like you can't do that either. Right. Yeah. So utilizing something like that. So yeah. So something cool to do in your neighborhood or city or state or whatever. And then from there you can, I would go and like drive around different areas of town where I live. There's like, an area of town that's like totally a hundred percent all modern homes. And then there's some, and then like, I live in a small town of like 90,000 people. So you go like 15 minutes in any direction and you get these beautiful farmhouses and you get like, so you could show like from, I live in a place called Kamloops. So it's like Kamloops has so much to offer. Like look at all Mm -hmm. like the variety of the homes that you could buy. And then people are nosy. (laughs) <laughs> See, like, I mean, actually, I don't know if you're allowed to go and just take pictures of people's houses, so maybe don't use this as an idea. Or if the, <laughs> if it's your listing, maybe I don't actually know what the legality is for that, so please, yeah, don't do that. weird and creepy.
0: Don't go after but, Gina because you went yeah. to a showing and took a video.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, they'll be like, you'll be like around your neighborhood, like just taking pictures of people's houses. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but anyways, like, yeah, so something creative to do in your town or something that you like to do, your favorite coffee place. This is Joe and he works behind the counter or whatever, if you know somebody or whatever, right? As well as cool, like I would do, like for me, because I watch like a lot of TLC and like big fan of like being like nosy about other people's lives. (laughs) I'm like, I want to know that you have your Keurig plumbed in. Like, I want that in my house. Like, you know, like things like that, right? Like you want, you sort of can live through other people, especially vicariously. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when people are looking for a new house, like, babe, Mm -hmm. we have to have this like automatic, whatever that this house has. Like, I can't believe, like, we never even knew that that was a thing. Like, and so, because people are nosy, they will, they will, they'll like, they'll pay attention to it. They will, they'll want it. They'll want more of it. And then that's a specific way that you don't have to show your face. You could just take a picture of your favorite coffee place or, um, you know, and maybe a new development of a plate, like whatever. if so the houses aren't built yet or something like that. You know what I mean? Then when they go to your page, that's when, you know, you're posting carousels or you're posting, you know, feed posts or memes or whatever you're posting there. And then that's when you can say like three things that you need to do before you start looking for a house.
0: Yes. There's
1: your educational content. So you're sucking them into, Oh my gosh, I would love to walk down to that really cute coffee shop every morning. That's, you know, really unique in it, whatever. Like, so you're sucking them in because you're not asking for the sale yet. Right. Yep, yep. So you're, you're showing them what could be real for them. And then when they go to your page, even if they're not interested in purchasing a home at this time, they might just be like, I really want to see what other cool features that, you know, you post on your page because, I'm nosy and I would like to buy my house one day. And then when they're ready to make their jump into their new home, well, if they're consuming your content every day for a year, well, who are they going to reach out to?
0: That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. It's
1: so it's, it's a bit of a long game, but then you're not like shoving the sale down people's throats either. Right. So hopefully that made sense. I kind of went on a bit of a tangent, but no, that's awesome. There's certain types of content that will get people to your page and carousels and feed posts as well. Instagram is just starting to do this where they're pushing it out to people who aren't following you. And at the top, you'll notice it when you're scrolling through your feed, it says you may also like And then it's the person's name. And then it has a little follow button beside it, but it actually shows up in your regular feed. So it's not like you're going to an explore page or the reels page where most of those people, you know, you're not following, but they are trying to do that with posts at the moment. So we'll see if that sticks or not. And then another thing that I do is like, you know, let's just say you did like a, a cool place in your city, then I would create a carousel or like a swipe post Mm-hmm. And then do a compilation of five, let's just say there's five cool things to do downtown where you live, then make one reel per each of those five things. You now have six pieces of content. You have the yeah. one swipe post and then you have five reels because reels need to be short. You're not going to put all five in, in one yep. reel or you can, but I would, I would yep. totally split it up and make it more consumable, more, I don't know, faster paced content
0: for reels. Yeah. That's so, so a cool. Way to, yeah, yeah. To recycle so that much. content as well. So much good stuff. I feel like I have a billion, I I'll end every episode with like takeaways and it's going to be like 75 minutes, me just talking takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. As we close out our time, I always love to ask each guest, these two questions. One um, we'll flip it today just for the heck of it. So one will be there's realtors out there either struggling with social media or struggling mm-hmm. in their business and feeling like they can't survive. You're sitting with them. What's one piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Social media is not that scary. So it's new. And I feel like there is a lot of fear around being judged and looking silly and, you know, being that kid that gets, you know, made fun of because they're putting themselves out there. Um, Fear of rejection is probably the biggest thing and not to burst the bubble, but people are going to leave mean comments on your stuff like it's people have nothing else better to do however if you're able to help like one person through like think about how good it feels to help somebody buy a house and like give a home to a family like that is such a blessing that is such a cool thing that you guys are able to do Mm -hmm. uh, as a profession and like and it's different every day. Like think about all the things that you absolutely love about your business and, and how many people are online. It is so worth it. Like blocking somebody is one click. Yeah. Like if they are starting to, like if they have nothing else better to do with their life, like I feel sorry for them. And so mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, like people will talk about you. They will a hundred percent. And that's just something that you have to get more comfortable with. And if you're just sharing what you love, then that makes them a bad person. So not usually not to.
0: And usually the people that are trying to tear you down are jealous or angry or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most of the comments that I hear from people about my real estate business, they weren't there right three years ago when I was broke helping me. So why do you now get to comment now that I'm successful about things? Absolutely.
1: And that absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. And it goes and it's honestly like if you're not a realtor, why are you not looking to buy a house? Why are you commenting on my stuff? <laughs> you know, right. right. Like to tear you and, down. Yeah. 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 And then you know what? Sometimes like it it stings. It totally does. Like it still bugs me. Like it does. But it, at the same time, I'm thinking like, but the amount of overwhelming, like connections I've made, for example, like this and Matt, who I met like last year yep. and stuff, it's like that. Is, oh my gosh. It It's a million to one. I would take 10 mean comments a day just to, share what I love and help the people who are, who want to be helped and make the connections and the friendships that I have. Like it's when you get that ball rolling,
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: more than worth it. You just have to have thick skin, but you kind of do in life anyways. Right.
0: I love it. And I told you, so I flipped him this time. The other question that I love to ask people. So go back to a hard time in your life. Now I'm going back to my notes. Could that be 2018, the business 2019, parents' basement breakup, sleeping on the cat, like the chair, losing the Instagram, pick any of those. Mm-hmm. If, and if you're willing, tell us what it is. And then what would be you're sitting across the table from yourself right now to that that version of you that many months or years ago. And what would you say to yourself?
1: Ooh, such a good question. I'll I'll pick the losing my Instagram because that one is definitely the most real and raw. And like, yeah, I can f- still feel those feelings of being anxious and upset about it. Yeah. I would tell myself to feel all the feelings. Like it's fine. I know that you're upset and I know this sucks because somebody took something away from you. However, you did it once. You can do it again and take the time that you need to take. But like, I already regret taking two months. Like I could be two months further ahead. You know, if you need to take a week and you need to be bitter, need to be upset, then that's fine. I let it get to me for way too long and it wasn't constructive. So I would probably just tell myself to rub some dirt and I get over it and rebuild because you're 10 times smarter than you were in 2018 when you started. And I've been through way worse. I have incredible support system now that have made things way easier. So instead of focusing on the bad, I would focus on the good, the things that I do have versus don't have now. um, And all of the education that I have under my belt and the things that I've learned and the people that I've helped through my business. And I want to help more of them. So making that the priority versus the stupid people across the world who are trying to take something away from me.
0: I love it. Thank you. There are so many things here that are just great wisdom for realtors. Thanks for being a part of our, you know, we've had a fun couple of weeks talking about social media on the podcast. Thanks for being a part of it. So as we close out, as people hear about this and want to follow you or connect with you or get help from you, what is the best way for them to connect with you?
1: Mm-hmm. so I definitely hang out on instagram the most you can come and see my brand new account uh, so it's just at Gina Telerico so first and last name and yeah yes yeah, so that's where I, that's where I hang out the most um, in hopefully this summer I haven't put a deadline on it yet but I am launching a uh, just like an online course. So it's, it's just, it's called online sales club. It's just how to show up on social for your business. I'll have a free masterclass of that coming out pretty quick. So you can go to the link in my bio and sign up for the wait list. And then that's, will always be totally for free. You can watch that hundred percent as many times as you want. And it's just how to find unlimited content ideas for your business. And then from there, obviously I sell my course, but it's, if it's not for you, then totally understandable as well.
0: That is awesome. Thank you so much for taking time today to share with my audience. I know they're going to appreciate it. I have a lot of awesome takeaways myself. Appreciate your time and thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to my episode today. My interview with Gina Tellerico, man, she is absolutely amazing. Loved hearing her journey and her story and sharing that with you guys from you know, starting her business four years ago to all the things she's been to and creating success. Yeah, a lot of amazing takeaways. I'll try to stick to just a couple. You know, I really loved at the beginning how she said every business is not online, right? Because so many people that we all approach are like, oh, well, everyone's online. Every realtor's online. Everyone's doing this lead generation. Well, no, that's not true. It's just not. And I love that she kind of hit on that. You know, she talked a lot about what makes people come, what makes people come to your platform, what makes people stick around on your platform. And I think she gave some great advice, first of all, that new is always scary. And so just go with it, even if you're scared of using social media, do it anyway and share things that people are going to relate to. You know, I love how she talked about, you know, there's a thousand realtors because we had not even discussed it. But I share that with you all the time, how there's 1500 realtors just in Lancaster County. So what am I going to do? What are you going to do to set yourself apart? People, you know, want to work with someone, right, that they know, like and trust. So what can you be doing? I love how she said highlight the city, the location, where you're around, do those kinds of things and just scroll audios and use them and just use them with like, you know, clips of your city restaurants, et cetera. I really loved, you know, my final one that I'll share with you guys. Again, the whole episode was amazing. I have to go back and really focus on it. I as I went to record this outro for you guys, I had like six pages of notes because it was just so good. But I really loved, you know, when she answered my question about go back to a hard time, what would you tell yourself? And I love how she said, like, definitely feel all the feels, acknowledge those feelings. It's okay to be upset or sad that, you know, you lost your Instagram or missed out on a huge listing opportunity or something like that. But then acknowledge that you can do this. You've done it before. Focus on the good that is going on. And I just love that she was willing to share this. So much cool stuff in her journey that I know can apply to all of our work as realtors. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you really enjoyed it and had a great time listening to this interview we shared some really great laughs i had a really fun time recording the interview with gina so thank you guys so much for listening hope you guys really enjoyed my interview with gina hope you're really enjoying this series on social media that we finish off this friday and i will see you guys then